Hello, friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with Kurt Skelly. We are here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. And we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. Right now, we're studying the book of Revelation in a series called The End is the Beginning. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. And welcome back, my friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth. So appreciative of your attendance today to the podcast. Uh, I hesitate to introduce this mug of the day, but I feel that I must. It is the Real Men Love Cats mug. Can you believe that? I made that little apology about cats the other week, and now I'm getting these mugs in the mail. Real Men Love Cats. So there it is. I guess I won't live it down, but uh, if you like cats, this is your lucky day. Well, I know you like the Bible, and that's why you're here, so let's get right to it. Revelation chapter 14 today, a brand new chapter uh, in our study of the book of Revelation. The end is the beginning, and I'm really excited about today because we've been talking about the Antichrist, we've been talking about the false prophet, And I don't like either one of those guys. And I'm glad today to talk about the Lord and the victory that his people have in spite of all that the devil throws at us, at this world, all that he does to try to upend God, all that he does to counterfeit that which is good and right and holy. None of it works. And we're going to find today a chapter of great victory. So look at uh, Revelation chapter 14, and uh, if you would, look at verse 1, where John speaks and says, And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Sion, and with him an hundred forty and four thousand, having their father's name written in their foreheads. Wow. Just one verse, but what a mouthful this one verse is. So think of it. We've been talking about Antichrist and his leadership in the Great Tribulation. Uh, Not good leadership, obviously. And then the false prophet and all that he does to point to uh, Antichrist and to deceive uh, through religion and through the authority that he has, the people that are on earth But remember, we talked about these 144,000 Jewish evangelists, and we talked about them all the way back in chapter number seven. And remember in chapter seven, when we introduced them, we talked about these Jewish male virgins who were sealed of God, and they lived during the tribulation period and preached the gospel. And many thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of people will be saved during the tribulation as a result of the evangelistic ministry of these 144,000. And remember that while many people will die martyrs' deaths during the tribulation period, the 144,000 receive special protection from God. Remember, we talked about the seal of God upon them. And the seal that we'll see in verses, uh, well, verse number... Well, we we already read it there. Verse number one is the mark of God upon their forehead. Now, does that resonate with you uh, based upon last episode? Remember last episode, we talked about the mark of the beast 
and how that Antichrist and the false prophet will identify those that follow them by the mark upon their forehead or upon their right hand. Again, the devil is a great counterfeiter. God seals his own and the devil seals his own. And the idea here is one of identification. Remember, we talked about the fact that the forehead is the prominent place. Uh, that's why everyone sees your forehead. Uh, for some of us, they see more of our forehead than, than others. But the point is that this is a place of identification, a place that it, it becomes obvious who I am following. The Bible talks about these 144,000 as standing on Mount Zion with the Lamb. So when I talk about the Lamb, obviously uh, your thoughts go to the Lord Jesus. We remember all the way back to Revelation chapter 5 and how John was weeping and they couldn't find anyone worthy to uh, unseal the scroll that had those seven seals. And remember, finally entered the Lamb and the Lamb was worthy to open the scroll and to read what was therein. In other words, he would be the controller of, he would be the revealer of, he would be the sovereign of the events of the tribulation. So the lamb, the lamb is the Lord. The lamb is obviously uh, the, the Lord Jesus Christ himself, the one that stands in victory over Antichrist. So in chapter number 13, we see the great tribulation encapsulated in and through the leadership, Antichrist and the false prophet and how they lead in evil during the great tribulation. But then we find the one that's the last man standing, uh, the God man himself, the Lamb of God, the Lord Jesus. So what is Revelation chapter 14, verse one? It's a picture, a snapshot of the end of the great tribulation. Now, what do we know uh, by other scripture? We know that the Lord will return to this earth. We know that he will strike down Antichrist. We know that the battle of Armageddon will be a place of victory for our Lord. We know that he'll stand upon Mount Zion, but watch who's standing there with him, the 144,000 that have been sealed, these faithful Jewish evangelists that during the hardest period of time on planet Earth have stayed faithful to God, have remained honest and blameless, who have been men of integrity, men of faithfulness, who for probably the first half of the seven years have preached the gospel and many thousands upon thousands of people have been saved. And probably during the second half of the tribulation, the seven years, the time called great tribulation, have been hiding and have been specially protected by the Lord, but here they are in Revelation chapter 14, verse 1, standing in victory uh, over Antichrist, standing in victory over all of the devil's program. What, what, a, what, what a victory stand that is. And the Bible says they're standing upon Mount Zion. So Mount Zion is another name for Jerusalem. And sometimes, even metaphorically, Zion refers to heaven. And there are Bible scholars that believe that this is taking place in heaven, and under that kind of theological position or perspective, I should say, the 144,000 have died in the tribulation and now are in heaven as martyrs. Uh, 
that that's kind of hard to swallow because then why would they have been sealed uh, with a seal of protection? It seems that uh, what is true here is that this is actually Mount Zion, Jerusalem, and that this is actually the Lord standing upon Mount Zion, and this is actually the 144,000 that are standing with him there on Mount Zion. They've, they've stood for Jesus. They've preached Jesus. They've not, uh, they've not succumbed to the enemies of Jesus, and now they stand in victory with Jesus on Mount Zion. Boy, I'd love to take you someday to Israel with me. One of the special places that we go is the Mount of Olives. And from the Mount of Olives, you look across the Kidron Valley, and there is Temple Mount, which is Mount Moriah. But if you look just to the left, beyond the city of David, up the hill, you'll see the the portion of Jerusalem that's called Mount Zion. And what a special spot it is to realize that one day the Lord himself will stand in victory with these 144,000 on Mount Zion. Uh, Zion itself as a word, a Hebrew word, means the highest point, the highest point. And certainly this will be a day of victory when the 144,000 no longer have to hide. The 144,000 no longer have to fear The 144,000 stand in victory with Jesus on Mount Zion. Look at verse number two of our text where the Bible says, and so in addition to seeing this great scene on earth, this great scene of the lamb and the 144,000, the Bible says in verse number two, and I heard a voice from heaven. So it's kind of like a stereo going on right now. You see this scene on earth, John does, but now he's hearing this this commotion from heaven. And the Bible says, and I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters. So it's, it's, it's more than one voice, but together it sounds like a mighty rushing wave or the sound of a clapping thunder. And the Bible says, as the voice of a great thunder, and I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. Verse number three, and they sung as it were a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders. No man could learn that song, but the 144,000 which were redeemed from the earth. So uh, what is John seeing? He's seeing this scene on earth, Mount Zion, but he's also hearing this great song from heaven sung by these that are surrounding the throne of God. Remember the elders that we talked about uh, back in Revelation chapter 4? Remember the, the, the living beasts that we talked about back in Revelation chapter 4 that are worshiping around the throne of God? Thou art worthy and holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. That These are the same ones. And yet the Bible says that they are not singing that song about which we spoke back in Revelation chapter 4, but they're singing a new song, a brand new song. And this new song that they're singing is a song that can only be learned, the Bible says, by the 144,000. Why? Because they are the ones that understand the lyrics. They are the ones that understand the narrative of that song. They are the ones that have lived it and experienced it, and so therefore the song has meaning to them and to only them. 
what a wonderful song uh, that will be uh, one day. And if we are to understand uh, the parallel between Revelation 4 and Revelation chapter 14, then it could be that you and I are among those that are singing this song or hearing this song at least. And uh, what a great, great day that'll be to hear just the the magnitude of that song, the the thunderous uh, noise, but but not noise because it's a song. So it's the beauty of it. I remember going years ago to the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra. And we went with some dear friends of ours, and I'm not much of a symphony orchestra guy, although I did work as an usher years ago for the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and I do appreciate orchestral music. And we went to the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra, and that night, uh, the orchestra was playing something from Wagner. So if you know anything about Wagner, uh, all of his pieces are big and powerful, and every instrument in the orchestra is playing. I remember just being so awed that night by just the sound and the power of the message of that night, but that pales in insignificance to what they were hearing, this new song out of heaven celebrating the victory of the Lamb in the lives of the 144,000. Hey, I want to come back to this because we're out of time for today, but I want to come back to this verse next episode because that new song, that's important for us to understand because God wants you to sing a new song as well. And we'll talk a little bit more about that next episode. Hey, thanks for listening today. Appreciate you joining in. Looking forward to another episode tomorrow. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.